Welcome to the Man Up, Man Down podcast, presented by Volker Baluda and David Pawsey. We discuss the pressures and challenges faced by men approaching middle age that we're often too embarrassed to speak about with our friends. You can find us online at www.manupdown.com. Enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. How are you, David? Uh, well, once again, it's hot. You've said you're quite tired. I've said, well, I'm feeling quite tired. But that's what it's all about, being a middle-aged man, isn't it? It is, to be honest. So let, let, let me actually recap on my day to set the scene a bit for the listeners. I think that might be nice. So I went out for a couple of beers last night, as you do. So we talked about alcohol. I came home and I felt really stressed and a bit anxious, and I don't know why. Um, so I tried to go to bed early, but I got this Amazon delivery and the item wasn't right. So I decided to drag the dog. We're talking about puppies today, right? I dragged the dog out to the Amazon lockers to return the item. Got a rubbish night's sleep, but I was set to go running this morning. So we talked about fitness. So I went for my 10K run this morning. What time did you get up for that? So I get up at five every morning anyway. So I wasn't so even six. when you have like a really bad night's sleep, you still get up at that time. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't go back to sleep, but I have a half hour nap, right? Just to catch up on, on sleep. So yeah. So, so I, I went for my run this morning, then dragged the dog out because I started with an 8.30 call, had calls all day, took the afternoon off because I took the kids go-karting. I'm now absolutely knackered and it's now just after seven in the evening. And as you said, it's a really hot day. I'm waiting for the Amazon delivery because I ordered a replacement for the item that wasn't right for same day delivery. You know, we can talk about global warming at, at some point in the podcast. And yeah, and in between I had this puppy. So let's talk about puppy um, who has been a pain in the bum, was now sleeping on the floor behind me because I think he's just too hot, which is fair enough. Yeah, How well, was your day? Well, <laughs> I also had a terrible night's sleep, but I didn't get up um, and go for a run. Um, I just, yeah, I, I was still up around two in the morning. I just couldn't get, I, you know, I'd gone to bed, was lying there. The cogs were whirring and in the end I got yeah. up again. But yeah, because it's so hot, it's nice to sort of get out early with the dog um, before yeah. it gets too hot. But yeah, I sort of still woke up, but I laid in bed, stewed in bed, got a bit of work done, and yeah, here we are now. But yeah, I've got to take the dog out after this. Yeah, I might not, because I say I, I took him off for half an hour this morning, and my dog doesn't need more than half an hour a day. And that was after I did my run, so I hit the 10,000 steps at around 7.45. I haven't done much more since. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, perhaps something we need to come back to another time. Yeah. Is, you know, is that, that's, you know, something I ponder is, is is that as healthy or is that more healthy than if you're just sort of doing your 10,000 steps sort of throughout the day or if you're I, moving throughout the day? Yeah, but yeah, no, we'll discuss a different time. We'll yeah, discuss a different time. We'll go off on the it's tangent. It's a fitness question, right? It's it's fitness question, but it's a nice segue to, to dog ownership because... We we used to have a dog, which I wanted to have to go running with. And for various reasons, without wanting to go into it, it didn't work out. Now we have a new dog for since since April. 
which is a lot smaller. The kids are much older, so, you know, much, much nicer to have. But I can't go running with a miniature sausage dog, which I have, called Arnie, because every time I take a step, he naturally takes like 20. If I go running, he would take like 40 steps. You know, he, he couldn't keep up. So, And I'm not a fast runner, right? But um, do, do dogs keep us healthy, right? Is that one of the reasons we all get dogs? And obviously, I've done a little bit of research, as I like to yeah, do. Um, do. Well, actually, I think some well, some of this you did as well. Dog ownership, well, pet ownership in general, but dog ownership in particular sort of massively soared during the pandemic. And and it's something we'd been talking about for a long time. I mean, we moved out of London to the West Sussex countryside sort of 10 years ago, 12, yeah. maybe more. So Amelia's almost 13 and she she had her second birthday here so we moved just before her second birthday yeah so you can do the maths yourself we've been saying and because we live you know we live in a beautiful green area and we'd always said you know we'll get a dog and i mean we've always had cats mm. they've now sadly passed away yeah we it was always something we talked about and then sort of when we had the pandemic, well, with lockdown, it was almost like, right, if you behave yourselves during lockdown, then we'll get a puppy. Finding one turned into like a full-time job. So many people were getting pets at that time. Pet ownership went up. And, you know, we've always been an active family, always out walking. Of Walking's always been part of my daily routine. You know, when I worked in London... I'd always like, you know, at lunchtime, walk down the Thames or, or wherever. But yeah, I've, I've always believed in like a, a daily walk um, yeah. just to clear your head. And um, apparently a lot of uh, great philosophers agree with me. But that's another topic. So yeah, you know, it was like something we talked about for years, something I've always wanted. Um, as a kid, we never had a dog and it's turned out nothing like I thought it would. It's, you know... It's been one of the biggest challenges I've ever taken on, I'd say. I mean, did you get a lock, uh, lock during lockdown? Did you get a dog during lockdown? No, so or it after? was, you think he's almost 18 months old now. So we've had okay. him just, yeah, 15 months. So not right at the start of lockdown, you know, so I, I yeah. can't remember. I, I guess sort of almost post-lockdown dog. Because we, we delivered decided during lockdown not to get a dog just you know because everyone else was getting one we're like i don't know if it, you know the biggest question is can, can it work if you have enough time which is another segue right to midlife crisis i think i mean we discussed that before i think in episode one once you get into midlife crisis or once you get into midlife and the kids doing their own thing you know you have more time and for for my wife and i it was so, so we always wanted to have a dog but then we decided it's not right. You know, with the time I'm in London, she needs to go to work. So she recently changed her job and, and I decided, you know, if I go to London twice a day. So that works out there. The days she's at work, I'm at home and vice versa. So there will always be someone to look after the dog. And then we decided we, we could do it. And similar to yourself, the, the kids were desperate, or at least the youngest. The oldest is more a fan of the cats. I'm not a cat lover, so... Don't even go there. But um, yeah, we have two cats as well. We still have two cats despite the dog. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting that actually for, for my youngest, it was really, really good to get the dog in terms of socializing with, if I say, a, a proper animal. 
And to be honest, I love him. I love him to pieces. I, I, I love him to pieces. <laughs> I, uh, do I love him to pieces? <laughs> so you love him a lot. As I said, he's currently sleeping behind me because I think it's just he's too warm. And I have the fan on, so I think he's quite happy here. But this morning I was on calls and he was biting me and we first got him. He was, you know, a typical baby, right? They're puppies. He was shitting on my floor and he was weeing on my, my, my mat whilst I was in a call and it was an important client call. So I was sitting in my office, you know, smelling the pool whilst trying to stay serious on a call. But I think we passed that stage now. Um, but then, as, as you know, he was quite ill, for, if I say quite ill, he had puppy strangles, so his eyes were swollen and stuff. So he was on steroids for, for a few months, um, or say a few months, months and a half, I think, six weeks. And uh, that resulted in him, although he was puppy, uh, crate trained, not wanting to be in the crate anymore. So he was whinging at night and he now sleeps in our bedroom, not in our bed, just, you know, very important, not in our bed, in our bedroom in a corner, in a bed, in his own bed. Yeah. Um, and that works actually quite well. I mean, I, I don't mind having the dog in the in the bedroom. But yeah, he's, he's house-trained and everything. And 99% of the time, it's actually a pleasure to have him around, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, with, with uh, Archie, who's a beagle, um, yeah. who aren't quite notorious for being stubborn, being mischievous... I mean, the reason we got a beagle is because they said that they're great family pets and they get on with cats. And we had a cat at the time, but unfortunately, the cat passed away sort of within a few months of. Really? I mean, she was, yeah, she was about 15, I think. Um, But yeah, we'd had had Tigger a long time. So yeah, we went for a beagle. And I think part, it was partly, it's like, well, we've, you know, we don't know. We don't know any different, so we might as well get the hardest dog to train because we don't know any different. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about that logic now. But, um, uh, you know, well, when we first got him, every sort of couple of weeks or every couple of months, I'd be like, right, that's it. I'm getting in touch with the breeder. He's going back. Everyone said, oh, you know, so many people said you should get a dog. Well, that we should get a dog as a family. Yeah. But a, a few people said to me, because of my, like, my struggles with mental health, it's like, you should get a dog. It's great for your yeah. mental health. And um, so, I mean, you know, here's a stat to throw in. A 2020 survey asked dog owners to state their reasons for owning a dog and all link their ownership to either improving their happiness and or providing companionship. Happiness was the most common response, with 51% stating because they make me happy. 47% said their dogs provided love slash affection, and 35% stated that their dogs provide companionship. So, you know, and that is a thing that you hear is that, yeah, you know, it's really good for your mental health. And as you've said, you know, it's good for sort of fitness. And as I say, we've always got out. So it's like, oh, right, well... This will just feed into our existing lifestyle. Oh, so there, there's some more sort of research because because I yeah, thought you know like your research, I, I, you? I can't I can't be the only person that actually has found this almost traumatic. And I mean, there's sort of an article that I found on the Telegraph where um, like this woman said that you know rather than curing depression, it made it worse. Um, and so there's a paper that i was reading about sort of the mental health uh benefits 
Uh, so here we go. Pets uh, provide emotional stability and affection during stressful events. Pets are perceived as always available, predictable in their responses, and non-judgmental. And um, so, and, and another thing is about how you know you're taking it out for a walk. Academic and psychologist June McNicholas, McNicholas, sorry, points out yeah. that pets could be a lifeline for socially isolated people. Um, when you take a dog out for a walk, people talk to you, and that may be the only social contact an isolated person has the whole day. It's like when I get out for a walk, I want to clear my head and I don't want to talk to anyone. And that's sort of one of the things that I've really struggled with is that yeah. suddenly when you go out for a walk, everyone's like, oh, what a lovely doggy. And I mean, at one point I said I was going to get a T-shirt printed that said he's six months old. Yes, he is a beagle. <laughs> yes, he has got big paws because that is what, every, you know, every single person would ask you that question um so so that was one of the things was that this you know sort of my sanctuary or you know that hour of the day when i can get out and have a good walk and clear my head and come up with you know ideas solve problems i suddenly lost that because yeah i've got the dog and well that thing about the predictable behavior that's you know another thing that he, he's 15 months old now and he still can be completely unpredictable and that we can go out for a walk go past another dog and then he'll sort of say hello and i'll be like archie come this way and then and he'll come and other times you know i'm sort of then having to chase him and also the other thing is the unpredictability of other dog owners that some people are completely fine with your dog being off lead and saying hello and other people just, yeah, oh, my, my dog's defensive. So, well, I don't think it's the dog that's defensive. It's <laughs> generally the owners. And I think, oh, it's the mess as well. I mean, you know, we're, we're not the tidiest family, but it, it's just, you know, like, they're always <laughs> finding, like, rubbish and just, yeah. Yes. To be honest, we, we're quite tidy as a family. Uh, most of the time. Our dog isn't as untidy as I thought he would be. I mean, I find my socks everywhere. So he finds socks and carries them around or my Birkenstocks or whatever. Um, but I, I'm curious, actually, with with your mental health, would you say you your mental health has improved or actually worse as a, as a dog? I'd say it, yes, it definitely got a lot worse for a period. Really? Um, for a period, but... But now that you go through the puppy stage and everything else, you say it's still a lot of work, right? But yeah, I mean, so for example, you know, we went camping a couple of weeks ago, yeah. had Archie with us, and we were camping with family, none, you know, none of which are dog owners themselves. And he's, you know, and the thing is, he's like friendly and he is playful, but, you know, especially with food, you've got to just keep it out of his reach. Yeah, and we sort of had him tethered up so he could have a bit of freedom, but then he just ends up sort of walking in and out of chairs and just getting completely tangled up. So you know, a, a restful camping weekend just isn't you know a restful camping weekend. It's 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 just you know people say it's like another child in a lot of ways it's you know it's it's really different to having like another baby or another child 
Yeah. Well, because they never actually understand exactly what you're saying. I think, yes, they can't understand what you're saying, but they are like another baby, especially when they're puppies. You know, whether, you know, as I say, my, mine always was crate trained, but it's it's hard work. It's sleepless nights. It's changing nappies, right? They, they, they're weeing and everything everywhere. And you have to put the effort in to train them. And I'm so glad we got such a small dog. I mean, he's literally not as high maintenance as, you know, dogs we we had experienced before, right? Like friends, I mean, if I say friends, lots of friends of ours have, have Labradors, right? And they're huge. I mean, just, just picking up their poo, that's a man-sized poo, right? You, you almost need two poo bags. Jesus, right? I mean, our our poo is out of this miniature dachshund. It's just, you know, it's a finger. It's that. It's like, it's not a, it's not even a poo. You know, a cat can do a bigger poo than that. Is that Let's is that you, things. I hope you don't say that. You know, he's, he's not he- hearing this right now, is he? Is he still asleep? Yeah, he's still asleep. Oh, he seems to be happy. Daddy's but, saying mean things about you, Arnie, about I, your poos. I know, but it's, it's, it's nice to have a small dog, to be honest. I never wanted a small dog, but having one now, it's actually like, it's like, it's quite nice. Uh, well, obviously, when I came over... And I, yeah. I was, uh, I was very enamoured. I was just like, yeah, why didn't we get a dog like this? So it's a beagle. It's a nice dog, isn't it? A beagle. Yeah, I, I haven't mean, met Archie yet. I mean, that's the thing. They're sort of meant to be a very sort of affable, friendly breed, yeah. and they are. The thing is, they're bred for the hunt. And I mean, yeah. that's the other thing is, it's almost well for a start. I hadn't really considered that period when you can't take them out. And then when you can take them out, you've sort of got to slowly yeah. build up the exercise. So, you know, again, yeah. that I guess I never realized sort of, you know, that that first few weeks was really isolating when, you know, it, it's because it was sort of me. I mean, that was part of the agreement that it was yeah. pretty much my dog and my daughter's, but she, you know, predictably, I guess, but... You know, she's yeah. the one that had been saying for years that, oh, can we get a dog? Can we get a dog? Yeah. And, you know, oh, I'll pick up the poo. Oh, you know, and and yeah. we, you know, you go out for a walk on a Sunday. Oh, well, if we got a dog, we'd come out for a walk. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, you know, and and that sort of, well, I'm, I'm, I refuse to pick up the dog poo in the garden. So it's... Really? Yeah, yeah. Which, because you know, she was so sort of ardent yeah. about it being that would be her job. If do, do you now have lots of dog poo in the garden? Yes, yes, we do. See, on that note, and that's another thing which I think fits fits well into this because I think yes, we, we're talking about puppies here, but it's not only about puppies. It's about life crisis. It's about families. It's about certain stages in our life. So we always had a garden, not a big garden, right? But, um, you know, we we put effort in. I, I scarified my garden. You know, I bought, bought tools. I put stuff on it. With, with the weather now, it's so dry. It's burned. After we did the extension, it's uneven. So I finally gave in and considered and got sold artificial grass. So... In, in a few weeks' time, we're getting artificial grass in the garden, in the back. 
And of course, it will be so much easier because it's going to be even. I don't need to cut it. And the dog, the dog can wee and poo on it. If he has a runs, you just hose it down and easy peasy. And the dog wouldn't know the difference. So we start spending a lot of money around this little, little lovely, um, you know, little lovely uh, doggy um, sleeping at my feet, um, you know, just to make our life easier. And I don't know if that's right. I mean, what's what's next? Do do we buy a little trailer for the car so can, the dog can, you know, there, there, there's a meme, meme, sorry, I always call it meme, um, a meme on, on, on Instagram, I think, you know, um, the dog is the king of the house and you just see the dog being dragged through through the house um, because the dog just decides, you know, you, you just give the dogs all the rights because the dog is cute, you know, you love feeding the dog and whatever. Is that is that where we're getting to? Are they like little children? Is it is it filling a gap in our life? Oh, I mean, surely that is the only sort of well, what? Yeah, one of the main explanations is that you are trying to fill some sort of void where you know you have provided that. Um, well, you know, it, I guess it's that point when you're when you stop being the world to your children. Yeah. And, you know, because for, you know, almost a decade, well, maybe a bit more. I mean, I'd state that Oscar's still sort of quite, well, you know, at that age where he's, yeah. you know, he still loves his parents. Um, whereas Amelia's kind of, well, you know, doesn't, not saying she doesn't love us, but. I'm about to say. But, you know, it, it's like she, you know, she'd rather be hanging out with her mates at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you are like, well, how do I feel that, you know, and is it almost a narcissistic tendon? Well, that need yeah. to be wanted. And, and to be honest, we, I mean, let's talk about mental health. You know, if I'm stressed, I can take the dog out for a walk. No one would ever question when I say, you know, well, yeah, I wasn't at my desk. I took the de- dog out for a walk. Everyone goes, like, oh, yeah, that's fine. You, you need to do that, right? So it gives you an excuse to unwind. It's, it's like smoking back in the days, right? I just yeah. for a fact. You can now say, I, I just go out with the dog. The dog becomes a new cigarette. Uh, don't know if that comparison is, stands up. But it, it, it gives you an excuse. And I want to be honest, since we got him, when I'm home alone, so when the kids are in school and my wife is at work, you know, I, if, I mean, I didn't really feel lonely because I'm a busy person and I love working and shit, but... It's nice actually to have a companion here, someone you can talk to and you go like, oh, should we have lunch now? No, of of course he doesn't have lunch with me, right? But it's like, he's there. Yeah. It is quite nice. Well, I remember when our cat passed away, and I think Alicia might have taken the dog out for a walk. But I just had a moment where I was like, this must be, it, it almost felt like it was the first time that I'd been at home alone in the house. Yeah. Like completely alone since, well, since we had the children, I guess, or we, since, you know, we got pet cats yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah. So one of the, the studies I looked at yeah. was, you know, again, sort of going back to the sort of, you know, do pets help or, or the animals in particular help? mental health 
so there there is like one paper it said in fact some studies found that dog ownership may increase an owner's stress levels so there we go i'm yeah. not i'm not the only one um and it said on average dog owners had a lower depression score compared to potential dog owners the difference yeah. and then so i think they compared in this study they compared rather than just saying do you own a dog do you not own a dog i guess they they wanted to sort of get rid of the people that who a dog would you know who were scared yeah. of dogs because they'd all obviously automatically say that it would cause stress or depression i guess it said that um so yeah on average dog owners had a lower depression score compared to potential dog owners the difference between the groups was statistically significant and the effect, yeah. the effect size was small there was no significant difference between the anxiety scores of dog owners and potential dog owners there was no significant difference between the happiness scores of the dog owners and potential dog owners so it almost sounds like it can reduce depression but doesn't actually increase happiness yeah a dog but we say that about cats right we i think there was a study and and i haven't researched that but I remember from years ago if i'm not mistaken cat owners have a higher life expectancy or they they're calmer or they they have less high blood pressure yeah yeah so stalking the cat yeah kind it's of sort of quite a down. mindful it's yeah. Yeah, like almost like a form of mindfulness isn't it yes, doing you know like repetitive action yeah like a living zen garden right where you rake rake fur for beasties well i mean I'm not a cat fan can you tell <laughs> at the height at the height of the pandemic see i am i am a cat man um no uh, uh. Oh, I do no. miss my cats, but we're not allowed. We're basically you, you, we're not allowed to get you another have kitten one from us. Oh uh, my! Um, we, we have two. We oh, have two. That's just greedy. Have, have Teddy. Yeah, just we used to have three. We downsized because <laughs> because one was so unhappy he peed on my pillow and everything. That's oh. a completely different story. Let's not go there. He was very unhappy. <laughs> you can't, you can't I mean, start a story yeah. like that and then I mean, say we can't go there. I mean, he was, to be honest, it was my the only cat I ever liked from all the cats we ever had. I mean, that's not true. Hensel was a great cat until he went mental. Anyway, so we, um, that cat was lovely. I, I loved that cat. Um, but it was either because, and we were told that by a vet, when, when brothers and sisters get to a certain age, they fall out. So he was very unhappy, or it was one of the neighboring cats that made him really unhappy. So he started weeing everywhere. So unfortunately, we had to rehome him. I would have rehomed all the other two cats and kept him, but that's just me. Anyway, so we only have two left of which one is a lovely cat. She she throws up if she eats non-hyperallergenic food, so she's food intolerant, as cats are. I mean, li literally, we went to the vet, right? We should talk about vet bills here. I went to the vet every fucking week with that cat, right? And at some point, I just went there and I went like, you know what, vet? That cat throws up six times a day. No, I'm not going to spend 500 quid or a grand on, on you know, doing an x-ray or, or, you know, examining her stomach acid or whatever to find out what, you know, what's wrong with that cat because it's a 50 quid cat. Let's just face it. Oh, yeah. I said, if you don't find it's a solution, you just have to put the cat I down. I thought you, I thought you, you know, had Buddhist I, I sensibilities. I, I did. And you know what? After I said that, the vet went like, 
oh, um, why don't we put her on that food? You stop feeding her this and um, you keep her separate from that. And we did that. And now the cat doesn't throw up anymore. And I'm like, if I hadn't threatened to put her down, we would have had to go back to the vet every four weeks and pay another hundred quid and another hundred quid and another hundred quid. But the solution was was there. Yeah. So I think the vet just tried to rip us off. And to be honest, she she's a lovely cat. I mean, she, you know, she doesn't do much. She sleeps all day and you know, she says hello every now and then. Um, but then we have a terrible cat. He he looks friendly. I mean, I don't know if you met him, Teddy. Um, ah, he's just a nightmare. He's just not friendly. He comes, eats, and then he buggers off again. And then he's really hairy. And if you stroke him, he goes after you, he, he, you know. So who yeah, is the so, cat lover in your house then? If it's not you, is it the Jen? Wife, the wife and the, the oldest. Yeah. It's not me. Uh, I could. We, when we originally got cats, we Jen wanted to have a tabby cat. And uh, I'm like, if you get a cat, I get a cat as well. So I got a ginger tomcat. He was quite cool. It's, it's the same principle, right? Cats, dogs. Although dogs want to please you. I think that's the difference. Yeah, you know, well, dogs... that's... cats are just quite, well, aloof and independent. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. but, but with our other cats, we had a male cat and a female cat, and the male one was Ooh. mine and the female one was at uh, Alicia's. Yeah. And he was almost sort of more like a dog where he, you know, he'd sort okay. of... When I'd, I used to work in, um, well, like had a con- my shed was like, well, had it converted into like more of an office thing, but I don't use yeah. it anymore. But he used to sort of come in there with me and uh, just sort of be sprawled out by the computer. Well, that's when during the pandemic, when, yeah. and I actually did a newsletter about this. And sort of when, I mean, when we first went into lockdown and, you know, it was just kind of like, oh my God, you know, what, what is going to happen? We haven't seen anything like this before. And I'd just sort of look at her and think, absolutely nothing's changed for her. You know, it's still, the world's still spinning. There's still oxygen in the air. We're still feeding her. And I'd find that would always, like, you know, send to me. And, and, you know, I guess the the sort of the cuddling and the stroking. Um, But, yeah, it it, I, I found that quite... Quite powerful at the time. Stress reduction, I think, yeah. definitely. But I, I have to say, with, with dogs, the reason I love dogs is, and, and I put that in my newsletter. See, now, now we're comparing <laughs> newsletters. Um, <laughs> I just put a quote in there. I couldn't even tell you what the quote was, but it was along the lines of who it was. It was along the lines, you know, for, for a little bit of, of food, we get a lot of compassion, right? We get someone who really cares about you and, and likes you and loves you. And it, it costs you very little, you know, a little bit of attention and, and a bit of food. And I think that's what I love about dogs, right? Quite frankly, I, I'd love to have a bigger dog. I'd love to have a great Dane or, um, you know, one of these Italian pointers and stuff. They're, they're lovely dogs. But let's also face it, you have to put a lot more work in, right? And and it sounds like you, you with, your, with your beagle, you have to put a lot more work in than me with my little miniature dachshund. Um, you know, everyone thinks he, he's cute. I mean, he's as stubborn and, you know, annoying as any other dog, but um, he's easier to handle, right? Mm. I mean, if, if he gets on my nerves, I, I just grab him. <laughs> I can grab him. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, my cat is bigger than that dog. Yeah. Most cats are bigger than the dog, right? <laughs> my cats are just normal size. So that makes it easy. 
you know, and, and, and I have to say, I for me, it's actually a pleasant experience, you know, as much as I like to moan about him every now and then. And he drew blood again this morning. Um, or like he drew blood on me. So yeah. not, not that you think I mis- mishandled the dog. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I have to say after camping, I was kind of like, right, that's it. He's, he's going. Yeah. I've had enough. But after... Um, can't. Yeah, I you know I'd 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 be lost without him now. Yeah, and um ah oh, and I I had to look it up. I was like, where you know where does the phrase "man's best friend" come from? Oh and, yeah, that's a good point actually. And where's um, it coming from? Well, it actually comes from a court case in 1870. Okay. So yes, the uh, the phrase "man's best friend" came from a court case, the uh, American Supreme Court in 1870. Um, when basically a lawyer defended a man who, uh, well, his neighbour shot his his dog um, for trespassing, and um, basically the solicitor, the lawyer, argued that he hadn't sort of taken the life of a pet; he'd killed an important part of the uh, the family. And he said, "The one absolute unselfish friend that man can have in this selfish world, the one that never proves ungrateful or treacherous, is his dog." Very yeah. true. Dogs, I mean, another story that comes to mind now, I don't know where it's coming from, but a friend of mine, and I don't know the exact story, he used to have a, you know, if I say a, um, a stray dog, and he took the dog in, and it was some kind of hunting dog, um, so very powerful, very, very well trained. Um, so when he got the dog, the dog saw a cat, went after the cat of this old lady next door, and ripped the cat to pieces. Oh, God. And and it's it's sad, right? It's very sad. But he then went to court case and went like, you know, I can't put that dog down. The dog just did what the dog had to do because the dog saw a cat and <laughs> yeah, ah, you know, it, it could have been a rabbit, but it wasn't. It was a cat. Um, and I think he won the court case. And uh, I don't know if he's still friends with his neighbors or if he moved, but it's you know they are wild animals. Let's let's yeah. not forget that, right? Yeah. They they um. They hunt for living, and uh, I was thinking this morning when I when I ran past the dead bachelor on the road. I mean, Dachshund in German or sausage, not sausage dog. That means worst hunt, but um, bachelor dog means um, Dachshund. So you know they they they're trained to to dig into to um, badgers, um, you know tunnels and stuff and get badgers out. That's what they do, you know, and that's that's what dogs have always done. Um, they've always been loyal, and it's just. Yeah, I think it's nice. Yeah, but you're not you're not much of a, a TV watcher, are you? No, no. I, oh, I, I wish I had the time. So you haven't. Uh, there's a program called Billions, and um, there's this bit where, well, like one of the main characters says, you know, said, you know, you think your dog's loyal, but you know, if you passed out on the floor, it wouldn't take more than a couple of days for the dog to start like eating you to survive. I I doubt that. I doubt that. <laughs> I mean, there's so many stories where dogs actually got help for their owners. Yeah, yeah. They realized things were wrong. Um, I think if older people have dogs, I think it's it's an enrichment because you know, particularly if they had a had a partner that died or so for many years. I think well, so many so many good use cases with dogs, and and I mean, blind 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 dogs. Yeah, blind blind guide dogs for the blind. You know, I, legend, I mean, I, I was told to charity, um, you know, blind, you know, um, 
stocks for for the blind has has more money these days than you know they need because literally they could they could afford a puppy for, for every person in the UK or something like that. Um, so I stopped donating to them. Really sorry if if you're listening and if this is not right, please please reach out to us. But um, you know naturally I think people you know it's an animal charity so you would donate, which is you know. I think if I was was to be reborn, talking about Buddhism, a dog's life wouldn't be too bad, wouldn't it? Ah, oh, see, you say that I've always wanted to be a cat. <laughs> I think I think that's what it comes down to. But um, I mean, that's that's another thing. Like I think with with why I guess the dog sort of almost pulls at my whether it's my heartstrings or my psyche more. It's, you know, a cat will sit there or be curled up and you think, oh, they look so content. A cat always pretty much looks content. Whereas every time I look at the dog, I'm like, I should be paying him more attention. I should be taking him for a walk. I mean, actually, that was another one of the stats that I found. Apparently, 93% of dog owners uh, worry about not walking their dog enough. So I I guess it doesn't matter how often you walk your dog. You're always going to think, I should be... uh, walking him more and if, if you have a small dog i'm not supposed to walk this dog more than 20 or 40 minutes a day if i take him on the school run that's 40 minutes done right yeah so what uh what is the what's arnie studying at school what's arnie studying at school? he's not i should send him to dog school to be honest we, we're going on holidays um and maybe we can update that in a, in a later podcast um he goes into a kennel for two weeks so i'm curious how he comes out of the kennel, e.g. what do we have to retrain him? Do we need to send him to dog school? Will he be, you know, more clingy than he already is? I mean, with, with him having had the illness, he's he's very jumpy for big noises and, um, you know, and, and let's say he got, got more clingy, he doesn't want to be in his, in his cot. Uh, if I say cot, I said cot, Jesus, <laughs> it's a crate. I do compare him to a child, don't I? Just, just to clarify, we don't have a Moses basket for our talk. <laughs> we don't, I promise. He is like a child, isn't he? You look up all these little, you know, all these little funny outfits you get for, for dogs, right? Oh, I have to, yeah, that's, that's one thing that, um, well, I don't think Archie <laughs> would stand for it. Um, but I certainly wouldn't stand for that. Oh, mini miniature sausage dog with like a spider costume, having legs <laughs> going all <laughs> for Halloween. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> oh dear. Oh yeah. What what I meant to say? Now now I I remember. We a friend of mine said that so nicely. He has a dog as well. He says the problem is a lot of people treat dogs like humans, but they're not humans. They're fucking dogs. The, yeah, you brain, almost put human emotions yeah. on them. Yeah. Because they, they they don't think like us. Their brain is, I mean, I don't know about you, but it's <laughs> it's a lot smaller, right, than most people's. <laughs> and it's, you know, they don't think like us at all. Yeah. All about food. Food, food, food. I, I have, ever since we got the dog, I have, I have a handful of dog treats in my pocket. Yeah, wonders on the train when 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 I meet people go like, is he allowed a dog treat? And, and people go like, uh, what what is it? I'm like, it's just Tesco's bowl. Oh yeah, he, he likes that. So you're making friends everywhere. Yeah, it's great. 
Uh, one thing actually that I forgot to say is yeah. when you know you were talking about how um, well we get sort of older people out exercising. Um, I mean, this is you know I, I've said before yeah. that you know sort of all I want out of life is is to be sort of one of these old people doing stuff that you think oh you know you perhaps shouldn't be doing that. But there's <laughs> there's like a little see dog you being like that. There's a little dog walking gang that um, they're always out. I mean, I well, I, I I sort of see them, but they they meet up pr- practically every morning, and they're quite a variety of ages. But there's Leslie, who I think she must be in her nineties. Um, Do you want to name her? <laughs> she won't listen, I suppose. I don't. I don't think she'll. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. I know that by this point, you know, we'll we'll be like all over the place, like. You know, the BBC going mad for this amazing new podcast. Yeah, Leslie might not have uh, might not have caught on just yet. But yeah, it's it's Leslie. like it's it's quite in a sort of an eclectic group of people that you wouldn't necessarily put yeah. together. But because they're all dog walkers, you know, and they meet up. And I mean, to the extent that I'm like, I've got to write like a, a novel sort of uh, about you know this group of of dog walkers, all from very different backgrounds, and then one of them dies. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it hot leads. I, I hope they're hot hot leads. I like yeah. that. As long as it's not Leslie that dies, I think it's fine. Okay. Uh, no, Leslie, Leslie will uh, outlive us all. Maybe she's the killer. Anyway, sorry, I've, 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 I don't think I've made things any better with that comment, have I? I, I don't know, but I, I think it just shows that dogs are so part of our life and they connect us to people. I mean, when, whenever I go on a walk and I'll meet people, I know their dogs' names. I don't know their name. Yeah. And um, you, you talk to them and it's it's quite nice. Uh, so, yeah, I think we talked a lot more about puppies than I thought we would talk. Um, but I, I think we're going to pick it up again when we, you know, and, and I know we're only episode four or five or something, but we... No, we're going to talk a lot more about mental health. Um, you know, we don't want to take anything away. And when we go deeper into that, I think we we'll, we'll discover that dogs, animals in general, will will help. And I think another stat you you discovered that dogs can also have a midlife crisis. So there we go. <laughs> yes, we're not we're not yeah. the only uh, we're not the only animals because we we are animals really, right? But I think we have to come to a close. I mean, to say we have to come to a close. Uh, Given given the intro, I probably should go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 ready for a uh, a lie down. Anyway, so we, we 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 hear you all again, or you hear us all again, or you listen to us again. What what do you say? You can't say see you again. Oh, we'll we'll catch us. up soon. Um, yeah, it's 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 typical. I see you soon, but then you never see people. That's one of Alicia's like re- well. One of Alicia's gripes is um, like the breakfast show that we listen to on the radio. Every time someone rings in, he says, "Oh, we'll speak speak real soon." And she's like, "Why does he say that? He's never going to talk to them again." No, exactly. anyway, it's true, isn't it? Well, anyway, on that speak note, soon. we'll uh, <laughs> speak soon. We'll speak soon. <laughs> and uh, you know, don't forget to uh, give us a review and subscribe and give us a like, etc. Yeah, that would be nice. And 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 give us some feedback if you like the topic or not. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Feel free to reach out to Volker or David via our website, www.manupdown.com or podcast at manupdown.com. 
with any feedback or to let us know what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. Hear you again soon.